Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hello, and welcome in for today's episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber, and thank you for tuning in. This is the place for honest conversations about brand building, business building, and doing it all while raising a family. It's not always perfect, and it's definitely not always pretty, but I'm committed to sharing experiences of women doing it every day anyway. If you've tuned in before, you know that my girls are a bit beyond the baby stage. We have a sixth grader who just started middle school a few weeks ago, and an eight-year-old who thinks she is 18. Every season and stage of parenting comes with its own set of challenges. But the positive thing about that is they come and go so quickly that they're usually pretty easy to forget or block from your memory altogether. I was talking to my brother and sister-in-law recently, and they are deep into a much different stage of parenting. My niece was born just a couple of months ago, so they're new into their journey in navigating routines, sleep schedules, feedings, and baby products galore. It's a lot of firsts for them right now. This week, they experienced a big one because my sister-in-law was finishing her maternity leave and baby girl was heading to daycare for the first time. They were all nervous for this big transition, and it had me reflecting on this stage of my own journey. Doing it twice by no means makes me an expert, but there definitely are some things I wish I would have done differently or just known about before coming back to work. When I think back to the pregnancy journey, my least favorite question to be asked while pregnant was if I was ready. Ready to birth a human being from my body? Ready to bring a little person home to care for? Ready to get back to work and into the swing of quote-unquote real life once maternity leave was over? After two pregnancies and returning to a full-time job after, I can safely say the answer to all these questions is a resounding nope. In fact, ready for baby is an oxymoron. I attempted to be as ready as possible. Part of the preparation included researching and planning for maternity leave and my employer's policies leading into, during, and following the birth of my baby. I was extremely fortunate in that I was healthy enough to work until my water broke, and also fortunate in that my employer had policies to support working parents. I went back to work after 12 weeks with my first, and just 7 weeks with my second, both times to a job I enjoyed and needed to feel like a functioning human being. I was prepared for a lot of things, but definitely not all the things. I thought it might be helpful to cover off on my list of five things no one tells you about when you're headed back to work. These are my top five things I just wish someone would have let me know before I started on this journey. Number one on my list is you will have essentially gone through an entire day's worth of emotions before you even get to work. Working moms have two jobs, especially in the early years when feeding and sleep schedules are not quite established. There are days when it will feel like you have already been through the ringer 
before 8 a.m. when the rest of the world is just starting their day. Feedings, nightmares, sickness, growth spurts, teething, and general uncooperativeness, is that a word, uncooperativeness, ramp up the a.m. stress levels for mom. It means that some days you're giving off the stay far away vibes before you even fire up the computer at work. It seems to be something that only parents can understand, especially moms. Number two on my list is all the bags. Literally, so many bags. It doesn't take long for new parents to realize that while babies may be small in size, they come with tons of stuff. A lot of stuff. If you're taking a child to daycare, you still need to send a large amount of that stuff with them on top of everything that you need for your day. Think about it like this. A diaper bag, bottles for daycare, your lunch, workout clothes, laptop bag, pump bag. It's ridiculous, but you'll do it anyway. And sometimes you'll forget something for someone. It's easier just to accept it as part of life now and not stress over it. The third item on my list is if you're nursing, you will pump in some crazy places and not be able to share that thought with anyone. Did you ever pay attention to nursing mother issues before you had a child of your own? Probably not. Coworkers without kids and even male coworkers that do have kids really aren't going to want to hear about your breastfeeding habits. Clients and customers aren't thinking about avoiding your pump times when scheduling meetings. Coworkers aren't wondering why you have two bags taking up space in the refrigerator. But it's all you can think about and focus your entire day around. When baby ate last, how the supply will be affected. Will I mess up the schedule? How much time do I have? It's getting painful. And nobody wants to hear about it. Number four on my list is coworkers will stop inviting you to after-hours gatherings. They're being considerate of the changes in your life by not bothering you with invites, or they're tired of you turning them down when they do invite you to happy hours and weekend happenings. You have a different life now. It means that unless you have childcare on standby, you might have to turn down more invites than you can accept. It's not fun to feel left out, despite the fact that you love your child. Or you can look at the bright side. You have a built-in excuse not to do something you never really wanted to do in the first place. The fifth thing that I wish someone would have told me is that you'll be able to get yourself ready faster than you ever thought possible. Those little things you used to take your time doing in the mornings to get ready for work now just don't seem as important. If you can go without to get five more minutes of sleep, you will do it. Having a child means you can multitask like a pro, so you'll squeeze more into shorter window. You are more likely to do things the night before in hopes of more sleep in the morning. Breakfast in the car, the half-leg shave, and the wet bun might be staples in your new routine. If you are a busy woman who spends a lot of time on her feet, then let me tell you about Rothy's. Rothy's are comfortable and cute shoes that are sustainably made. They offer flats and sneakers in a variety of styles that are perfect for work or with a pair of jeans. Now, I'll be honest and say that I was a little surprised at the price tag at first, but I went with the simple pointed toe black flats, and I have yet to purchase another pair of black flats since. They are comfortable, durable, and even machine washable. I've had mine for over two years now, and they still look brand new. Take $20 off your first pair of shoes from Rothy's when you visit aaronkraber.com forward slash podcast. Your feet, your back, and the environment will thank you.
For those of you that are deep in this, you might be back at work and feeling a little out of control. And that is normal, and I'm not sure it's completely avoidable for working parents. There are just so many variables to deal with. After going through this process twice, in two different jobs, and away from a family support system, I can say with some confidence that I picked up a few hacks that might be helpful for working moms. The first thing is to ask for what you need. Set boundaries and discuss them with your supervisors as early in the process as possible. If you're using childcare, the hours might determine your work schedule. Staying after closing time before baby may not have been an issue, but now it may mean a hefty late fee at daycare. If your employment situation doesn't offer flexible options with start and end times, breaks, sick days, personal days, or anything else, you may have to get creative and ask. No one will know your struggles if you don't tell them. Just because flexible options like remote work days or an adjusted lunch hour haven't been granted before, it doesn't mean they won't be. Maybe no one has ever asked before. Become an advocate. Present the issue and a solution at the same time. It shows you're serious about making improvements and how you can be effective and efficient to do both of your jobs. Another thing that really helped me was to take on some non-traditional roles at home to help delegate the mental load. Moms have this innate need to do all the things. I'm just as guilty as everyone else. Manage the home front and the kids and the job. In reality, it's just not always possible. It's also not great on the mental health front to put all the weight and pressure on your own shoulders. Talking with a partner about taking on additional or different responsibilities around the home is helpful. If by default you've been tasked with laundry, meals, and dishes on the regular, is that something you can delegate to another family member? Can duties be shared in a different way? If a partner's not in the equation or not an option, find ways to outsource. With so many services like Shipped for Groceries, Blue Apron for Home-Cooked Meals, DoorDash for Carryout, there are ways to lighten the load just a little when it's needed. Small things like finding a dry cleaner that delivers rather than drop-off, or larger things like hiring a cleaning service to come once a month. They make a big impact. Establishing a routine is also critical. It may seem impossible, but it's not. Expect that when you think you have the hang of things, something will happen and change will be required. The evening routine is no less important than the morning routine. Start with your routine and evaluate what you can control to set yourself up for success. Start small, like making a lunch the night before to save time, or packing up your work bag and putting it in the car before bed. As much as you want to blame things on your child, it honestly starts with you. Baby will adjust, mom will adjust, dad will adjust, daycare will adjust, and your workload will adjust. Maybe not all at the same time, but you'll trial and error your way through to find the sweet spot. If you return to work six weeks after birth or six years after the birth of your child, you can expect to go through a period of adjustment. You have two full-time jobs now. They overlap and keep your mind and energy occupied at all hours of the day and night. Even the most organized mom can and will struggle at first. But trust me, it gets easier for everyone. It's tough to feel like yourself after maternity leave. Give yourself some grace to fit all the puzzle pieces of your new life into their place and ask for the support you need to get there. If you're new to motherhood or are about to make that transition back to work after your maternity leave, 
You have so much going on, so many changes happening at the same time, and you're definitely not alone. I hope sharing a few things I wish I would have known and a few hacks is helpful to you. If you've got more tips and tricks to share, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this, tag me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll shout out your tips and tricks to all of our listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help this show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.